Kentucky Roll Call Podcast are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cap, just the cap, just... Cats. 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 Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. April 4th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll. 96.1 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush out. Spring break, vacation, all he's ever wanted. He is gone. Uh, he said he may pop in from time to time, but uh, just going to be Scoots and I. And we've got a we've got a fun show planned for you today. We'd love to hear from you on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Scoots is our producer. Justin Kalen, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Although I forgot Nick was on vacation this week, so now I am. Really envious, I guess you could say, because I need a vacation real bad, if we're being honest. And I always start the show honest, so I figure I'll tell you, I need a vacation bad. Yeah, people who always say if we're being honest, I just assume that they're naturally lying to me all the other times. They don't say that they're being honest. So glad that you're being honest with that sentence. Uh, Seemed like you recently had a vacation. No, I haven't had a vacation I had I went to Columbus for approximately 24 hours last weekend, but that wasn't that wasn't what I, I would even consider that a weekend getaway. Could have I haven't been on vacation recently. since October. Yeah, seemed before then. Mm-hmm. Seemed like you're golfing I that long ago, just having the time of your life, <laughs> living it up. But who couldn't use a vacation? And it's spring break in town, so I uh, haven't been out this morning, but I'm guessing the roads aren't as bad. And I think a lot of places were out Friday, too. I didn't know this was a thing in Louisville. I, I don't, maybe people my age can text into the Thornton sex line, but saw videos of a couple of different high schools last week 
and people like sprinting out of the schools to their cars for spring break, just like the excitement of it's spring break. I don't remember us doing that. I mean, I mean, remember the last no. day before spring break always being just completely worthless and nobody ever getting anything done. But I don't, I don't, I don't at the end of the year, maybe sometimes we'd like run yeah. out of the school and, you know, go bonkers. I don't remember doing that before spring break, but um, always a fun time as a kid, though, Justin. Yeah, the, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I remember doing that the last day of school, but not for spring break. I was always excited for spring break. But yeah, you're right. It was that you had to go through the motions of going through that last school day. And then by the time it was over, you're too tired to be excited. But then something's different on the last school day because you just know you got a couple months of just doing no schoolwork. Best feeling ever. Yes. Yeah, it was. So uh, fun, fun times for those spring breakers. I'm, I'm sure the same old Louisville hotspots are popping. Destin, Florida, obviously, I think the the biggest one. Roush, I don't remember where he went. He went to Alec Gulf Shores, maybe. I don't know. I remember he's going to be somewhat right. close to, to New Orleans. Yeah, we'll just we'll we'll go with that. Well, it was a, it was always a fun feeling for spring break. I know a lot of folks feeling that right now. I've got. I just want to start the show with a hand up. I am a mess right now, Justin, because Uh I would have bet as much money as I bet on Oscar Sheboy player of the year. I would have bet that that bet, a lot of bets, hang with me here. I would have bet that that bet was the Naismith award winner. I was so sure of it. I, I looked it up. It was on Sunday. Between the final four, I thought this for a couple months. The bets for the Wooden Award. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? I So I was under the impression yesterday, I saw, or was it yesterday? Maybe it was Saturday. I saw the picture. No, it was yesterday. I saw the picture of Oscar with the Naismith Trophy, and I even showed it to my buddy who I got to make the bet. And I was like, here you go. This is what we've been waiting on. And then I log into my account and they haven't paid it out. And so I look into it and yeah, then I saw that it was the John Wooden Award, which same thing, right? It's just different name. No, they are different. The 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 Wooden Award is a different award than the Naismith Award. The Wooden Award's not announced till tomorrow. And the Wooden right. Award will allow him to completely sweep the awards. But I'm not I'm not a richer man yet, Justin, is what I'm getting at right. here. I was wrong. Right. I thought it was I thought it was the Naismith all along. Yesterday the Naismith is announced. I was like, you know what? I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm just gonna double check again. But who? This is the one I've been waiting on. I didn't know what time it was gonna be announced. I golfed yesterday, Justin. We'll need to talk about that nice. a little bit. Nice. But uh I, I would have I would have sworn that once he won the Naismith, I was like, all right, woohoo, won my bet. This has been a horrible, horrible yeah. March Madness. It's now April. I hit this bet. Things are going my way. Nope, it's the Wooden Award. So I'm still got the fingers crossed. On the one hand, Justin, if he's won every other award, certainly the Wooden's not just going to get weird and change things up on us. You, oh, it's you a lot. One would, it's a lot. One, okay, okay. You quit with that. I don't know why you do that. No, I don't is. know why you go the decent route. There's that's a way not a to. Jinx. That's there's not a way to express yeah, your a opinion without ticking off the higher jinxy powers here. <laughs> you just say like, hey, he should be good. That's what I was. You know, he should be should be solid. I don't. We don't need to use the L word this early in the morning. That's how people get hurt, Justin. <laughs> 
I mean, you want you always want me to take a stance. This is me taking a stance. I mean, I'm not I am not worried, not one bit. And this this has nothing to do with higher betting powers. This is I mean, Oscar's going to win it. No question. My goodness gracious. But for good, good news, good news, though. If you're impatient now, when we originally made the bet, it said it wasn't going to pay it out until April 7th. So I guess it's good news that it's getting announced tomorrow could get potentially a payday two days early. Um, don't don't so much care uh, about that. I just want to win it. And if they don't pay it out for a couple of days, then I'll I'll live. But I uh, just want the what he, he's rightfully so the player of the year. All these awards are getting it right when you put up numbers that hadn't been put up in 40 years. That's unusual. That's just your national players of the year. Always, obviously, really good. Sometimes some of your top draft picks, sometimes not. Obviously, we've we've seen situations where it's been players like Oscar, a little bit more experienced, put up insane numbers, just tough to ignore. But haven't had somebody do the 15 and 15 thing for over 40 years. So he's got he's almost just by. And while it was a team that went out early, still on a great team, got you know top five going into the tournament, top six going into the tournament, and to put up numbers that hadn't been done in 40 years. So over the weekend, he won several more awards, including the Naismith, which I think is probably the biggest, becoming only the second UK player ever to win the Naismith Award. Oh, wow. Anthony Davis in 2012. So no, no Naismith trophy winners before John Calipari arrived in Lexington. He's had two in a 10-year stretch. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive. Both big guys. And He's good horrible. For yeah, so, well, I'm sure we'll probably get into that. At some point today, he did speak to the media, um, or he did have this answer. I'm going to send it over your way. I should have had this probably queued up before. But some people are taking it as a positive. Some people aren't. It's about a 40-second clip. He spoke with some of the CBS crew after winning the Naismith Award. I sent it over your way, Justin. Did you get it? I got it. Yep. Give me just a second. I'll get it pulled okay. up. All right. And... Sounds good, buddy. We can asked about roll. Asked if he may come back this year or come back for another season. This is what he said. You said it's a dream come true to play for Kentucky. Will you play for Kentucky next season or will you pursue another opportunity <laughs> professionally? Yeah, break it right here. <laughs> that is a great question. Um, I've been praying about it and I know I have a big decision to make, but like it's what up to God the answer is going to help me with and that's what I'm going to make. It would be great um, to be in the blue again because I love the place, I love the fans, I love everything about Kentucky. But whatever decision God has told me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. So you didn't quite, if there was anybody that was going to get it. I'm in Lexington right now, I'm really excited. There you go. I did like that quote. I did like that. I think it was Ross team. If I'm in Lexington right now, I'm getting really excited. Um, maybe. Maybe we're getting really excited. I don't know if we're there totally yet. What'd you make of that quote from Oscar Shibway? We need to get God on line one. That I mean, that honestly seems to me like he'll be back. I mean, it just, I know that's kind of what he has to say in that situation. I love Kentucky. I love wearing the blue, but I don't know. Oscar just, in my opinion, of all the guys I've seen play college basketball, he is one of the more genuine guys in my opinion, that that has played college basketball. So I tend to believe him. I tend to believe he wants to come back, wants to rock that blue again. I, I think I think that's what he's saying. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I 
Wait, he's wearing a, a blue suit. Did you see that yeah. in the video, Justin? Yeah. All, like a, it's sharp it, it's like Mr. It's a Mr. UK suit. Yeah, I, I need one for myself for, for big game. He's got a, U, a UK little pin on as well, which is nice to see. I, I do think he is all about UK. I'm not yeah. really going one way or another just based on, on these quotes, um, but it, it seems like a positive. And my whole thing about me thinking he's gone, it's not – it's obviously not inside information. I think I've said that every step of the way. It's just you don't generally see players of the year come back, and you definitely don't generally see consensus players of the year come back to college. So I'm just playing the odds more than anything else. Well, but there is a little part of me, like I was talking about this with my mom yesterday. She was asking about Oscar and all these people. And she she said this. She was like, I just think there's a part of me that thinks he's coming back and – you know, he's going to come out and say, I won all these trophies. I won all these awards, but there was one trophy and one award I didn't get. And that's what I'm coming back to do. And everybody's going to go crazy. I also have like a little sense that he's going to make folks happy. Um, but I, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted, I guess, to say the least on what I think he's going to do. You just don't generally get national players of the year come back, but you also don't generally have national players of the year be Oscar Shibway either. So. Well, and at the same time, you you also don't have national players of the year as fringe first rounders. I mean, now if you got a guy that's player of the year, he's typically within the lottery. And I haven't looked at draft boards lately, so Oscar might have moved up. I mean, that's what I told you a couple months ago was going to happen, so I I wouldn't be surprised. But if if he's still barely in the first round, yeah, I mean, dude, come back, get your hardware, get the get the title. Oscar's a massive piece for Kentucky next year. I mean, I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat that. We've said it for a couple weeks now, but he, he has to come back, not only, I think, for Kentucky, but for himself as well. Well, I don't think he – and, and the, the the thing with Oscar, it's just like it feels like classic Kentucky fan luck here that you, everything you just said was true. It's this rarity that you're having – and uh, I mean, r- really, everything you said was so true. I could go a mer- million different ways with everything that you just laid out for us. But on the one hand, classic UK fan luck that Oscar Shibway not projected to be a high draft pick despite the amazing season that he had. But of course, he has nil issues with his visa status. Of course, that's the, the nil is a thing now. It's huge. It's great for UK. We're they, they're gonna players of UK more so than anywhere else in the country. You're gonna be able to get scholar. You're gonna be able to get nil deals to go with your scholarship. You're gonna get big time paydays. All this exciting stuff. But of course, in this one situation, with a guy who seems like he should come back, should be able just to bathe the nil money. He should get so much of it. Of course, it's the player whose visa may or may not allow it. And UK and people around UK, they worked really hard to pass something. I remember, you know, we talked about this about a month and a half ago, whenever it was, where he was going to be able to start getting some nil money, but there's going to be some some limited, there's going to be some, you're going to, it's going to be limited to a certain degree. Then over the last couple of weeks, I'm not sure if you all have heard this or not, but the scuttlebutt is, so it's it, it didn't, go through the way that they thought, or there's more restrictions on what nil he could profit from than they thought, or it's more confusing than they thought. When they when they thought everything had kind of passed and he was going to be able to profit off X, Y, and Z, 
turns out that like Y and Z are a big headache. He can still profit off X, but it's still it's still supposedly a mess for Oscar and his nil situation with his visa. We joked about it. We talked about it last week. Marry somebody, you know, there's like loopholes around it. But the scuttlebutt at least, and there's not a lot of information out there one way or another, but the scuttlebutt at least is that if his nil was green-lighted and he could profit just like anybody else on the team, if he was just a full-fledged American, if you will, then he would stay and it wouldn't even be so much of a debate and he would be the highest profiting nil player in the country. He's likable. He's nice. He's really, really good. He is playing on such a big stage. Yeah. I don't know if that matters so much in the nil, but that's if you think so. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, He would profit big time. So of course that's just UK fan luck that he's in a spot like that. And then another great point that you made, Justin, that I kind of wanted to touch on is you, it's a no doy comment. Like, of course, Oscar's huge for next season. He's colossal for next season. I, I, I think everybody realizes that, but what I'm about to say, allow that to allow it to marinate with you that you literally have the Forget about recruits, forget about grad transfers, forget about regular transfers. For We're getting excited about this player. We get excited about that player. We say this player is not good enough and that player maybe should go somewhere else. Oscar quite literally is running out of trophy case space for his awards of being the best college basketball player in America. That's what's on the line for UK and his decision. It's not a great, talented five-star recruit that you hope can pan out. It's not a transfer at a smaller school who averaged 20 points per game, and I think he's ready for the big stage, but you don't know how it's going to translate having to go against top talent night in and night out. It's Oscar Shibwe, the national player of the year. It's Oscar Shibwe, the guy who I started today's show talking about. He averaged over 15 and 15 for the first time in over 40 basketball seasons. That's what's hanging in the balance with his decision. You get back the best player in college basketball, or you got to find out how you're replacing 15 points, 15 rebounds, really 17 points, 15 rebounds, and then a bunch of other little things that go a long way that don't always show up in the stat sheet. Wearing down defenders, getting other people in foul trouble, frustrating other bigs getting in their head, a bunch of intangibles that we could spend a lot more time talking about. But that decision is hanging in the ballot. And good luck if you've got to replace all that. And and it's going to be hard. I mean, it's going to be really, really hard to replace all that. Not that UK can't do it and not that there couldn't be some good options. And we're not going – we joke about this all the time, but it's true. We're not going to make a a Bobby Petrino – this U of L offense without Lamar Jackson is actually going to be better. We're not going to do that. The team could play differently. You could do some things. If you don't have Oscar in there, you could get a true seven foot shot blocker, which could help in in a lot of those areas, but it's a huge deal. You can make a case that it's the biggest decision of a realistic player coming back or going in the Calipari era. You have the only other time Kentucky's had a national player of the year. It was a no-brainer. Every time UK's had a number one pick, it's obviously been a no-brainer that they're going pro. This is a, a situation, though, where UK has the best player, the national player of the year, but they're not a top pick. They're not even close to being considered a top pick. They're not even, we're not even sure if they're considered first round for sure. 
Although I think you'd be crazy to let Oscar slip out of the first round. And that's kind of what worries me a little bit is I think eventually you're just going to get some team at like 24. That's going to be like, Oscar, if you're there, dude, you're such a great energy guy. We've got an experienced club. You'll come in, you'll play hard, you'll pass, you'll, you'll clean up the glass. So I think some team's going to make him some promise and that's ultimately not going to be great news for, for UK, but it is, it is a huge decision. Uh, There's a ton on the line with Oscar. If you missed that quote, but you just want to play it again. You still have it pulled up by chance. Or did you close out of it? I closed it, but I can get it pulled up again. So while I get it pulled up, let me let me ask you like this: 30 seconds. fun little fun little hypothetical, because you know I'm a big against nil proponent guy. If if nil was not a thing, does Oscar come back to Kentucky? If it's just the decision between the NBA draft and coming back. If nil wasn't a thing, so he couldn't profit off nil at all. Nil, it was just like you know, ten years ago. Correct. I, I think he. I think he'd hundred. I think he'd most most certainly go pro with really? his family situation. Yeah, if Nil wasn't a well, thing I mean, at all. I mean, his, go he on, comes sorry. from a poor family, right? He's so they've always been poor. What's a, what's the difference in waiting another year? Because I'm on the other side of that. I think no question he comes back to Kentucky because he's a. He's still a kid and living in the moment, enjoying playing basketball and trying to chase that hardware. Or I guess B was chasing the hardware. I just, I don't know. I just, to me, he has so much fun playing basketball, especially at the college level for Kentucky. I, I just think he's back if, if Neil's not a thing. No question. Yeah. So his mom is living in a house that's like 800 square feet with 10 people um, in, in a, I don't, I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, just chalk it up to being naive in a third world country. So that's pretty that that's the clock's ticking to get out of that situation. And any it's amount of money way, can there, do that. It's been that way the whole life, though. Yeah, that's a silly. That's not me say, cracking though. on it. That's just me. That's I know, that's yeah, me I know it's not you cracking on it, but like that's not something that you want to. That's not something you can just be like, you know what? Another twelve months and squalor, whatever. Versus where you could just snap your finger and be like, okay, we get rid of this immediately. Like everything's good. You take you out of this situation right now. And that's why your hypotheticals, kind of, I mean, it's a, it's a fair question, but it's kind of silly because that's not, that's not the reality not we find ourselves in right. where the better question is, in my opinion, is if he could just profit off nil, just like anybody else is is there a discussion of him even thinking about going pro? Because he's a million. I mean, he's a millionaire. He's a multi-millionaire if he can just profit off nil and have without restrictions at UK. And that's that's already he's a millionaire. Like that's that's already taken place. And I, I think he probably does pretty well for himself, just even off the cameos sure. and sure. the 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 little profit, the little ways he can profit as is. But if if he just had the total green light on nil, then. I don't think he – I don't even know if he would, quote, unquote, test the waters. I think he'd be so content and happy with the money he's got coming in, playing for UK, still working on his game and getting a little bit better, and, and maybe, you know, the year a year after the NBA will come calling. But you know how we do this, Justin, where we'll talk things through, and then, like, maybe even after the conversation, you you feel differently or you feel you've talked yourself in or hearing your opinions yeah, kind of change my opinion a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. we started this segment one way talking all this through, I hate saying this almost makes me feel more pessimistic about him coming back. 
even though that quote was great, we'll play it again here in just a second. I, I just talking all of it, all about all of it out loud and just, he does have hiccups on nil. What they are, we don't really know. It'd be so nice if somebody could just say, like, hey, this law right here, this is what the law says, this is what UK tried to do, or this is what people in Kentucky tried to do to fix it. He can profit off X, Y, and Z, but he can't profit off A, B, C, and D, and E, and F, and G. If we just could get it all laid out in front of us and like writing, and you could have KSR write about it, or Cats Paws, or Cats Illustrated, get it out there for the people to see. That'd be so much better. But instead, it's just like, well, we don't know. He can maybe profit off that. Yeah, kind of profit off that. Not so sure if he can profit off this. Nobody really seems to know. You get that stuff out there. You make it more clear. Maybe it becomes more clear for all of us. But just talking all through this, I don't feel overly optimistic about Oscar coming back. But I have said that, and I have said it's just a gut feeling of a dude who's cleaned up every individual award that he can, except the wooden. Fingers crossed on that one. and got a family situation that that may require money as soon as possible ASAP but here's this quote one more time people are taking this as optimistic you said it's you a be dream the judge. come true to play for Kentucky will you play for Kentucky next season or will you pursue another opportunity <laughs> professionally <laughs> yeah break it right here that is a great question um, I've been praying about it and I know I have a big decision to make but like it's what up to God the answer is gonna help me with and that's what I'm gonna make it would be great um, to be in the blue again because I love the place, I love the fans, I love everything about Kentucky. But whatever decision God has told me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. So you didn't quite, if there was anybody that was going to get it. If I'm in Lexington right now, I'm really excited. You said it's a dream. All right. Come on, God. It, it was, you gave <laughs> us a tough march. Just you, you put that bug in Oscar's ear that one more year in Lexington's the way to go. But we shall see. It, it is a colossal decision, though. I mean, you can't, yeah. you cannot, you quite literally cannot overstate how big of a deal it is. Where either you're getting all that back, and you're not concerned about interior scoring, you're not concerned about interior rebounding, you're not concerned about rebounding all in, in its entirety. You're not worried about getting pushed around in the front court. It, so many boxes can go unchecked if he leaves, remain checked if he stays. And then the equation is just so different based on what this decision is going to go, how, how it's going to go. Yeah. You would expect him to test the waters, which I think like in a week or two, they have to make that decision. And I think you have until maybe June 1st to withdraw from the NBA draft. So unfortunately, we could have this could drag on. All oh, throughout this month, and maybe even another it one. Will. But boy, wouldn't it just be super swell if in like two days he was just like, "Yeah, I know I could do all these <laughs> things, but just I know everybody needs as to he hear some good news right now." As he receives his wooden award, coming back, he gets the wooden award and says, "Well, but I, you know, go ahead and put my name on the next one because I'm coming back, baby." <laughs> uh, would, would be wild if he just did it again. That would be a debut. Uh, all right, let's go to our first break. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen here on Kentucky Roll Call on your Monday morning. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is KRC on the Big X. We'll be back after this. Roll Call.
where are you headed? Aspen. Mmm, California. Beautiful. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on the Big Edge Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush is out. You'll hear me say that more throughout the week. You'll also hear me talk about the Thornton's text line. We love hearing it, 502-414-1450. You text in. We read it on air. We love Thornton's too. There's one on every corner. Pop in today for your breakfast, your coffee. Get your week started on the right foot with some Thornton's. You can make Mondays just a little bit better with a sweet treat from a fresh bakery, fresh hot food, whether your sandwiches, your burritos. Thornton's got it going on. Check them out today. All right, Justin, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. I, too, got to golf. I golfed on Saturday, so it was nice, nice and relaxing. Don't know if I should have went out. Uh, I was dealing with a little bit of an issue with one of my knees, but I think I think we're good now. We got through the round. I didn't play all that great, but you also got out, right? I did. First time I'd played in six or seven months. That's huge. I, I, That's huge. And it was a straight. And even then, it was a scramble. Uh, easily the longest stretch of not golfing in, I don't know, probably since life. college. No, not life. I, I used to not golf all that much. Um, but even then, even there were years I didn't golf that much, but I still wouldn't go seven months without golfing. Uh, that This was the baby break. Had the baby. Didn't really get out much. And then, of course, it was also winter. And not that there wasn't nice days to get out and golf, but Generally, when there were those nice days to get out and golf, I didn't go out there and do it. So, anywho, finally get out there. <clears throat> think to myself, like I'm getting, or I'm getting to this place early because I, I'm going to have to hit some balls and at least putt because this it's going to feel weird even just having a golf club in my hand. It's been so long. Sure. And get there. I'm the first one there, and there's I didn't really know how the driving range thing works. So putt first. Putting actually feels pretty solid. Like. Yeah, definitely had a few stinkers I need to get out of my system. But generally, if I just got to see one putt, my second one or third or fourth were good. Putting green felt great. Go over to the driving range. I almost just quit before the round even started, <laughs> where I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know how to golf anymore. Like, I've forgotten how to golf. I couldn't get the balls off the ground. The only club that I could hit well <laughs> in the driving range session was my driver and the drivers were at, you know, to that credit, like it, the drives were good, shockingly. Um, but everything else, like my old reliable, I've got this hybrid club that's kind of between a three and a four iron. And that thing is my bread and butter. Couldn't get that one off the ground. I almost thought the club was broken. Cause it just kept doing that thing where it'd like pop up and then just kind of like fart down and dive like, down. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it was doing that. My seven iron, super reliable, trusty. I couldn't get that club off the ground. I could not get balls off the ground in this driving range session. I legitimately was just like, this is going to be embarrassing golfing. Like there's a person next to me on the driving range who probably thought I'd just never golfed before in my entire life. So I start the round just horribly. And I'm like, all right, this is just, it's going to be a terrible round. Um, but I was walking. The weather was nice. 
it was enjoyable to get to play with my mom and brother. Uh, so I was like, whatever. I'm not going to care that I stink. But at some point, I would like to be able to remember how to play golf. All right, eventually shake the rust off, Justin. And I end up having an okay round. My back nine, I was actually okay with. I only had one bad drive the entire round. I found fairways on almost on almost every hole, uh, which was crazy because nice. everything. But, but around the green and on the green, nightmare. And the sad thing is, it's all the stuff I could just practice in my backyard. Just, you know, like 40-yard chips, 30-yard chips, 15, 20-yard chips. I could have taken, no joke, probably 15 to 20 strokes off. There's a time where, like, you know, I was down a hill, hit it up the hill, hit it too far. So now I'm on the other side of the green. And then I hit it, but I hit it too hard, so it rolled back down the hill that I was, you know, initially on. (laughs) Like, I was doing that sort of stuff. It was a complete and total na- nightmare around the green. But um, all in all, one, beat the snot out of my brother despite me playing horribly. So won some money. And then two, it did feel nice just to get out there. And I walked, um, which I am I am sore from walking 18. I know I made fun of you, but you were riding and you got sore from just walking up a hill. But I am sore. I'm old. It was a big hill. But it feels good. It felt good. Felt good to walk. Felt good to get out there and do some exercise. But mostly just felt good to get out there and play some golf again, even if I was horrible. And the beauty is, Justin, I can use that big Xports Radio golf cart. And by the time I'm finished with the golf cart, I'll be all the rust will be off. I'll be a professional golfer by that point. Oh, absolutely. And funny you should bring up the golf cart because I was going to bring up Chariot Run. I was out there not too long ago. They uh, have those carts that you can just put your bag on and put a little thing on your belt, and it just follows behind you. It's it's freaking awesome if you haven't seen them. They're they're really, really cool. But other courses on that golf cart, aside from Chariot Run, you've got Christmas Lake and Santa Claus, Indiana, Old Capitol. You'll see Big Bill on the Hill for a Red Rocket. you got Valley View and then Jeff Elks as well, under $25 a round. So, yeah, you're right. Not only is that rust going to be gone, TJ, but your wallet is going to be full as well. Because you don't have to spend any money once you get in, get that golf cart. BigXSportsRadio.com. BigXSportsRadio.com. Yeah, you feel like a real big shot when you got that bad boy. You just get to walk That's in. Right. They say, hey, it's going to be this much money. And you say, boom, golf cart. Nope. And then they punch it, and you feel like you're on the Polar Express. And that's really cool as well. But <laughs> tis the season for, for golfing and you know, with a kid. I don't expect. I, last summer was great. Got to golf all the time. It was nice. I knew that this wouldn't be the case moving forward, but I'm going to use that mentally, Justin, where it's like, I'm not going to be able to golf enough this year to be anything worth a fart. So I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to care if I'm terrible. I was pretty bad yesterday and it still had a good time. So I got to keep my mind right. A year from now, Oh, Lucy's going to be walking. You can take her out on the course, so you'll be able to play more next summer. I tried to convince yeah. the wife to go out there yesterday and just like, you know, mm. you can get a cart, ride around, and then when yeah. the baby gets fussy, just leave. You know, just take the cart back and go. Like, nobody's sure. going to care. Um, I bet someday she'll probably do that. Yeah, and you're right. Uh, when she get out there walking. And I'm going to have to obviously teach her how to golf, right? Because Absolutely. That'd be From fun. a very early age. Yeah. I agree. We've we've joked about a joke, but also kind of serious. Like everybody in the family, it's going to be mandatory golf lessons for the kids just because I feel like that could 
completely changed the dynamic of like family vacations, family outings, oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, family get-togethers. Where if you could just mm-hmm. like have even all the kids and be like, all right, you all can be in your own group and you can do stupid because you know how you are when you're a kid and you're in a golf cart and you're like 14. That was always fun. But then they actually can golf and enjoy that aspect of it. Could be big. So we've we've joked about that, but I hope it's actually not really so much a joke. I hope everybody's serious about it. But uh, yeah, I'll get her out there, no doubt about it. But it was good. It was good. And hopefully everybody else was able to enjoy it. Weather was a little sad, uh, chilly on Saturday. Uh, felt better in the sun yesterday. But it's gonna. It's, we're just getting chilly weekends, Justin. It ain't right. Yeah. Like this week's supposed to be okay. I think all things considered. And then the weekend, it's a cool down again. It's literally been that like that for like two months now. We get just gorgeous weeks, and then Saturday, Sunday, bam, here's you some crap. Yeah, it is strange. It is. Oh, well, summer's uh, coming. It, summer's it, coming. Woo! It, ain't, it ain't right. All right, we got more to get to on today's show. Um, UK softball swept LSU on the road, which was wow. which was great. Yeah, that that was nice. Uh, there's spring football stuff, but the, you know that's really where we miss Roush. He's the one that kind of will point us in the right direction of the storylines there. I know just the spring, you're going to hear more about young guys because one, it's people you haven't seen more uh, as much of or any of in some capacity. But all the storylines from spring or the young guys are doing some good stuff and having the veterans there or helping, blah, you know, all those storylines, but. I'm sure we'll we'll get uh, more of that. The well, you know, while we're on golf, I just got my list of things written down. While we're on golf, the Masters is this week, Justin. Most overrated at sporting event, many people are saying. <laughs> I think Roush had the right answer. Indy 500. Is Tiger going to play? Man, I can't believe that. What do you think? So I'm really conflicted because. So you had Charlie break the news, of course, right? He posted on, what was it, Friday, that his dad's going to play in the Masters. He's the first one to announce it. But then Tiger comes out yesterday and is like, uh, it's a game-time decision. So I, yeah, I, just, it, I don't know that he would let Charlie post that if it wasn't true, you know? He doesn't want to make Charlie look like an idiot. Well, it was April Fool's Day, though, when he posted that, right? Oh, my gosh. Dude, I'm such a stupid idiot. Well, you can say that again. I fell no, for it. It, it. I fell, I fell all, for it. I fell for it. But, but the weird thing was, is, you know, Tiger did come out yesterday, Sunday, and he said, "I this is the exact tweet, I will be heading to Augusta today to continue my preparation and practice. It will be a game-time decision on whether I compete. Congratulations to 16-year-old Anna Davis on amazing win, uh, blah, 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 and good luck to all the kids at the drive, chip, and putt. So basically, I'm going to Augusta. I'm going to see how I feel. And maybe I'll play, maybe I won't play. Whoa. Nearly 100,000 likes on Twitter. Everybody, it, that you know, we're, it's Monday. We're, talk, we're talking golf, Tiger Woods. It's huge. We're like, what an unbelievable potential storyline. I know the Masters is not the most overrated sporting event. My criticism was from a place of love that you just got to show more of it. And I know some people, again, we don't need to get in fights about feature groups. There's every shot needs to be shown. Every single shot needs to be shown and covered and broadcasted. My criticism comes from a place of love. All that being said, I don't want Tiger playing this week. 
What? Why? I know, crazy, huh? Why? I'm a hot take machine. Why on earth I, don't know, I don't know what changed. I don't, I don't know what changed in me. Because I'm worried that if he's if he doesn't know if he's going to be well enough to play, then that means health is somewhat still in hanging in the balance. Obviously, he's got to be well enough where the fact that he's even considering it is a great thing. Like I, I'm, I'm very happy just to see that he's even considering it. It means most likely we're going to get Tiger Woods golf this summer, and that's going to be fun to watch. But I worry that he's not a hundred percent. He's going to go out there. He's going to stink, and then his confidence is going to be shot. And or he'll be like, you know what? I'm not even close. I'm going to take. I'm going to take eight more months off. I'll come back for the next Masters or something like that. I I don't want him to go out there stink have his confidence killed or you know if he's not 100% maybe something flares up I just want him to be I I want him to be as healthy as he possibly can be the next time he picks up a golf club well Here's the next the time thing. he picks up a golf club in a, in a competitive in a competitive tournament I just don't think he's ready and I'm I'm worried what that's going to do in the long run and you and, and people rightfully sh- so should be saying how would you know if he's ready or not you have no idea totally true I'm just going off the idea that he's a game time decision which would seem to suggest he may not be he's not 100% so, so two things I don't think that Tiger Woods has had confidence for what 3 4 years now on the golf course I mean, uh, uh, even winning that Masters two, three years ago, whenever it was, I don't know that he was a confident golfer then because he's had to deal with so many injuries. But if you think that he goes to the Masters, stinks it up, and takes eight months off, you don't know Tiger Woods at all. He he is way too competitive to not want to come back and redeem himself this summer if he stinks it up at the Masters. No way. Well, sure, but you never you never know, and confidence has really never been an issue with him. That's what has separated him from some of the other greats is that just mentally, even knowing, even in his prime, just knowing everybody was coming after him, that he was the top dog, and he was just able to answer the bell each and every time. Mentally, he's he, he is as good as it gets. I, I'm just, I, I'm worried that it's going to be a frenzy now that he's announced that he may play. If he does play, jaws are just going to drop. Every eyeball is going to be on him. And it's a dude who hasn't played competitive golf in, what, 18 months? So, like, it's well, just that, it's destined not to go. It's destined not to go great, even if it was, even if Tiger Woods was like 26 years old, you know, it would be like, all right, he's probably going to need some time. Well, he definitely is going to need some time now. And I just, I worry about the, the fallout from if he goes out there and it does not go well, which is, I think, how uh, who, it would probably happen. Well, who in the right mind is going into this with expectations for Tiger? The only expectation should be, does he finish the round or does he finish the tournament? I mean, you, you shouldn't be expecting Tiger Woods to go out there and compete. At, at the end of the day, we should just be happy if he goes out there and plays in the tournament, like you said. I mean, that, I, don't, I don't care how he does. I just want to see Tiger. And if we can see Tiger in his Sunday red, that'd be even better. I don't care if he's the last one on the scoreboard. We could see Tiger in his Sunday red competing in a Masters, and that's really all I want. I well, mean, I know, I, like- I, I know, I know he'll win a tournament again. Maybe not a major, but he'll win a tournament again. But I'm not expecting it to be the Masters. Well, I like your outlook on this, and I think if more people had that outlook, 
then yeah, I'm all on board with it. But unfortunately, you'll get losers and other people that are just going to have major and total freak outs about what he does. But if, if, if that was the mindset just of like, you know what, it'll just be nice to see him walk Augusta again. And who cares if he who cares if he doesn't even make it to Saturday? As long as, you know, it'll just be a special round to see. I'm just worried it'll be like the other spin. And you'll see him in like agony and you'll see him hit bad shots. And then like the headlines will be like, is this was this Tiger Woods' last go at the Masters? Or, you know, it'll be, I'm just worried it'll be a negative spin when you're right that the oh. angle should be, hey, look at this dude. Like he's back. And yeah, it wasn't great day one, but we're going to start seeing him around tournaments more often. And who knows? It's Tiger freaking Woods. That's my thing is I don't care if he'd ever won another tournament again. That Masters that he did won was unbelievable television. And just the drama of that was great. But I don't really care if he wins another major or another tournament. I would like it. I like Tiger Woods. It'd be great for the same reasons that I had just mentioned. But just having him in the conversation, seeing him hit golf shots, it's similar to like what we talked about with Tom Brady, Justin, and when he retired and then came back very quickly. was like when the day that Tom Brady's not in the NFL, it's going to feel like a piece of your childhood is totally gone. You know, most of it's already gone, and that's fine. But the same with Tiger Woods. Whenever he is officially done, done with golf, yeah, like a, a piece of our sports childhood gone, ripped away from us. And I don't want that to happen anytime soon because he he has been he has been golf. It's been Tiger so, Woods. When you think of golf, our thirty plus years of living, Justin, it's been Tiger Woods pretty much the entire way. So spin zone, you just compared Tiger Woods to Tom Brady. Tiger Woods, best golfer of all time. So you just said Tom Brady, best quarterback of all time. That's what I heard. Uh, I have always said Tom Brady is the most accomplished quarterback of all time. I've never backed (laughs) away from that. He's not the most talented. And Tiger Woods is not the most accomplished golfer of all time. Well, you could could argue that. But he he doesn't have the most majors. But he's uh, the amount of tournaments and everything else and the money and all that. He's the best golfer of all time. He is the most talented golfer of all time, and I think yeah. you, I think he is the most accomplished golfer of all time, as well. Tom Brady, most accomplished quarterback of all time, not the most talented <laughs> quarterback of all time. I don't know if he would make top five most talented quarterbacks of all time. Wow! In terms of just like physical arm strength, talent, accuracy. Well, yeah, uh, you know, probably, you know, being a probably top, five. you know, being a quarterback is a lot about IQ as well, and Tom Brady's probably the top IQ quarterback. You could make, yeah, you you could certainly make a case for that as well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't push back uh, of significance there, but yeah, that's the Tiger Woods news. Maybe we see him. It would be awesome. I like the way you're looking at it, Justin. If he does play, I'll have that same mindset. If he doesn't play, I won't be heartbroken either. Um, because I wasn't anticipating on him playing to begin with. So I'm not going to allow myself to get my hopes up on something that I wasn't expecting to happen to begin with. All right, just, we're going to hit some text just, here. Or what do you got? Let me, let me say one more thing. At the end of the day, <laughs> when it comes to sports, and this is going to sound super cliche, but it, it's how I try to live my life, and I wish everybody else would as well. With sports, we get so caught up in the wins and the losses and all that jazz. You just have to appreciate sometimes when Tiger Woods is playing a tournament, he may or may not win, but you can't get caught up in that. You just have to appreciate that he's out there, that you're getting to see him again. Period. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I hope other folks will take that approach. I wouldn't, what if he, what if he did go out there though and just won? 
or like it was awesome. Sunday. That he was would like be two awesome. Off, he was two off the lead, turn into the back nine. That would be great. That would be amazing. All right, let's uh, read some text here on the Thorns text line. But you, what were you gonna say? Sure. No, I say I was, say? I was done. I was just gonna say, imagine the mob coming around him around eighteen, like three years ago. It would be even Ugh. worse this year. This is something that, like, you know, we'll we'll talk about Tiger's legacy, I guess, when it's time and he's officially finished. But to do some of the stuff he's done, too, with his off-the-course things, whether it's injuries <laughs> or personal life, whatever it may be, that's just... An, and, All involved and in you're right. And I don't think there's a, a sport that's more mental than golf. That That's certainly debatable, but... I don't. I can't think of one. Like golf, golf, any other sport. There's a mental aspect to it. Obviously, every sport there's a mental aspect to it. But most of them, you just go out there and you just play. You know, like in tennis, you don't have time to analyze exactly what you're going to do. You just do it. It's like either you know how to do it. You do. I mean, you do have to respond very quickly. All that goes into that is amazing. I'm just thinking of other individual sports for the most part, but like you do have to be fast and you got to respond in just like two seconds, but that's almost a good thing. If you had two or three minutes between tennis shots, it'd be a whole, it'd be a totally different sport. That's not the way that tennis is played. Golf is super mental. And then you take into the fact that he's had just pretty much every major surgery that a human body can take on. It seems like at least. And he still goes out there, and even in his old age, he's still competitive. Even if he's not racking up wins and majors left and right like he did earlier in his career, and he's not, obviously. He still goes out there and is just, you know, he'll hang before he got hurt, before he got in that car accident. He was hanging with the big dogs. And the big dogs are 20 years younger than him in some in some instances. So he's awesome. The, Can't wait the to only see him, whether it's this weekend or somewhere down the road. But it'll feel good to see him out on golf course again. The only sport I can compare, and you're going to laugh and tell me it's not a sport, is NASCAR. Just four hours of having to think and be on your mentals and and just paying attention 24-7. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure NASCAR is a lot. You're right, and that's something that people, myself included, probably don't think about. But that also does just respond to like, well, you, you, you're still just driving, though. And like, there's so many little moments in NASCAR race in terms of like, all right, I'm going to make my move on this guy. You know what? No, I'm going to play off here. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of stalk. I'm going to drift. I don't know if they still, if they use that word or not, or no, I'm going to like, it, things are still happening so fast and you're still making so many small, you're making a million little decisions and like second, 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 that it's still different than golf in that capacity where you have two minutes to walk up to your ball, just you and another person <laughs> you know is it hey we're 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 a buck 55 out but the wind's coming down but you know these past three days you hit it to the right and that wasn't good so maybe today you hit it to the left but the pit you know it's just it's every there's just so much time to think about every little freaking thing in golf um the mental the mental capacity of some of these golfers are just it's amazing but I'm also talking about a guy who I'm, I, I'm, I'm a guy who almost forgot just how to golf yesterday. So I'm maybe not the one, <laughs> maybe it's not surprising to hear me be in such shock and awe 
at professional golfers and their mental capacity. A texter says, TJ on the Thornton's text line, how big of a diehard Red Sox fan are you? Are you the type to watch over half their games? Is that the the line of demarcation and fandom for baseball, half the games? <laughs> no, I definitely do not watch half the Red Sox games. Um, I'm probably not as big as a Red Sox fan as I used to be, just because with life you get busier, so I don't get to watch as much as I'd like. But I still try to read their box scores Every game, although that doesn't happen where it's every game, uh, and definitely not in the spring game. So the, it's all it's all foreign to me right now. But they are my baseball team. Uh, love the city of Boston. Love Fenway. Love games up there. So I wouldn't say I'm a diehard diehard, but if the Red Sox are, I'll follow along throughout the season. And you best believe if they're in the playoffs, playoff baseball is really fun. So I'm, I'm happy to have a team. Um, when that time comes around October, having playoff baseball, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, but yeah, I'm not, I, I don't lose. I won't lose sleep over when it's not like losing to St. Peter's when the Red Sox go down. I'll tell you that much. 162 games probably has something to do with that. I think it does. I think you're onto something there. It's a long, long season. Um, by the way, Too I've long. got like MLB, you, you know, as a guy in radio, maybe I should be the ones with the answers here, but I've got like baseball questions. One, how dare they? Two, when does the season start? Three, how many games are they playing for this year and moving forward? Like who, what, what eventually came out of all that, of the lockout? Like did the owners win? Are we having longer seasons, bigger playoffs, or did the players union win? And they're not doing those things. Somebody let me know. Hour one done. We got hour two. What's that? Strange how quiet it's been, huh? No, I mean, they've, they've said stuff. Like things have happened. The season's going to start. It's... Like they've they've figured they've figured stuff out. I just don't remember what it is. But you're right that no, I mean I guess that's in a sense quiet. I just mean there was there was so much noise prior to the lockout ending about what was going to happen, and then it ended, and it's been like crickets. So maybe maybe we're just not looking in the right places. Yeah, that's, I mean, also I don't go out of my way looking for baseball info, and I don't listen to baseball sure. podcasts or that's other true. radio shows that have uh, get knee deep in baseball talk. So it's probably a me thing. All right, but somebody help me out. On the Thornton's text line, let us know. Or you can just lie about it, and we'll take your word for it. <laughs> Hour 2 coming up next with CJ Walker and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning here on the Big Axe. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Big Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Howdy there. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ oh, Walker and Justin no. Allen here on your Monday morning. Oh, fun first hour. Hour two. We're back at it. You enjoyed that hour, didn't you, Justin? I did. Yeah, it was fun. Lots of Oscar talk, golf talk. I'm good. Yeah. Did you, as Abe makes his way into the home studio, uh, did you enjoy the Women's Final Four or National Championship game this weekend? I did, yes. It went my way last night, so I was pretty happy. I was all over South Carolina. And then, of course, living in the great state of Indiana, I can live bet 
So I live bet UConn at 15 and a half. They lost by 15. Woo! Oh, wow. I didn't see the final score for the women's game. Uh, uh, if, 64-49, maybe? I don't know. Just gonna, I don't know if anybody there – was, there was one guy, great guy, at my wife's work who would listen. I don't know if there's anybody left there that listens. Um, probably not. They have a women's bracket tournament. I had five out of eight Elite Eight, which isn't amazing. It, I, I, it really should have been six. Um, I goofed. but And I got three out of the four Final Four. I got the national championship game accurately predicted, and I got the national champion ac- accurately predicted. After the – I think after the the Sweet 16 and Elite Eights, I was in like eighth. And I don't know. I don't think there's even. I think it was like eight out of fifteenth. You tell me that, Justin. How does that work? Where you get three out of the four, and I know there's not a ton of parity in women's college basketball. And then, like you know, most of the people ahead of me, about half of them, they had U of L winning the championship. So I should automatically just jump all those people instantly. But there were still about like four people ahead of me that had South Carolina winning it all. So that's not good. So I guess the only way I would win that women's bracket tournament is if they didn't have UConn, which I'm sure most everybody, you know, are you putting UConn in the championship game, get off, be careful out on that limb there, buddy. But no kidding. Uh, I thought for sure I was going to win that one. And then when she brought home the updates after the elite eight games last weekend, and I was in like eighth or seventh or whatever it was, uh, it, it, it stunk. I lost my spread madness team too. So my gambling really all just kind of comes down to the, the numbers game for tonight's national championship game. We will talk about uh, that. We'll talk about the final four. The women's, South Carolina, they were dominant all season. That Boston lady is, she's as dominant as a college basketball player for the women's game that I've seen. She didn't play great last night. No, and she'd have bad games. But even in her bad games, like, she's just so much bigger like she just, you know, she just miss and she'd miss and she'd miss and she'd miss. But like, gosh, or you could get her in foul trouble, I guess, would be the only way to get her off the floor. But even in her bad game, she's still so imposing, you know? They had a senior last night who I didn't, I don't know what her final point total, but she had, she put up a career high. I want to say she had like 26. How about that for a senior championship game putting up a career high? What a moment. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that that gosh, I couldn't think of anything cooler. There's a really cool video out there of uh Don Staley and Carolyn Peck. Um thought about playing it, but it's a little long. But yeah, it, it, that South Carolina team, they were dominant NCAA champions, not SEC tournament champions though. And no. that's something that I think everybody's going to need to remember. It, it is almost like eerie how similar their their national title run was to the men's UK men's team. 10 years before they lost one regular season game. I think on a last second shot, same with Kentucky. Then they lost in their sec tournament championship game. Same as Kentucky in 2012. And then they just kind of cruised to a national championship throughout the year. And U of L they lost to them. I'm sure the Rutherford show and Trevor, Trevor was so convinced that U of L was going to win or at least cover. Um, but South Carolina was just better. They were, they were, Really, really good. Really good team. So, congrats to them. And you, then we have the men's side of things. Did you by any chance see what Don Staley was wearing last night? 
No, I mean, I saw it, but I didn't notice what was, was it something weird? I just feel like Roush isn't here, so I need to pick up his bit while he's while he's gone. But she was wearing like this starter, basically like a starter varsity jacket. I loved it. I I thought it was really cool. It's not a look you normally see on the sidelines, but I, I was a big fan. Huh, interesting. I, I, um, I think it even had a V on it, like it was a varsity jacket. <laughs> okay, that's that is that's that's fun. I didn't notice it. Did notice the men's final four on Saturday was, gosh, you just kept, Villanova kept making these little mini runs. They just never could get over the hump, and and Kansas cruised in that one. And then Duke UNC. Whoa. I got to say, it comes off as such a hater, and it is. Really, like, it was a close and exciting game, and I'll take nothing away from that. It wasn't great basketball. No. Okay, you all right, all right. You agree with that? That like it was like teams were yeah. missing shots. There was sloppiness to it. Like it wasn't, it didn't, and honestly, some final four games actually are sloppy. Teams just kind of it's weird playing in Kansas looked like they were born to play in that arena. But sometimes it can just be a little different and it can be sloppy. We see sloppy final four games all the time. It just didn't feel like the level of basketball those two teams should be playing. Now, all that being said, it was still to to have all that build up and still have the game come down to the final seconds. That was amazing. And it was a really exciting, cool moment. As much as I hate saying it, like 10 years earlier, you had a similar situation in state rivals playing on the big stage. And while I think the UK U of L game in 2012 was a better played game with better players and better teams. I the the moment as much as I hate admitting it was bigger on Saturday and mainly just because of the K storyline. You know, his last game going against a rival, first time those two ever playing in a tournament. So as much as I hate admitting it, there I, I do think that it that that moment was bigger. And the game came down to the final wire, and now UNC will feels like they have a chance to steal a national championship uh, out of out of nowhere. So they'll take on Kansas. Not great news for UK. Somebody's catching up in the title race. Somebody's getting a tournament win or a regular win. Not the way that we would have wanted it to go. But for the Duke haters, ding dong, the K is dead. In a sports reference speaking, not literally. <laughs> yeah, I. speaking of that game, I was listening to some sports talk radio yesterday. And I, I don't even remember what show or channel it was on. But the guy said that that was the best Duke North Carolina game of all time. And I was like, what? No, it wasn't. It was a great game. No. I'm, I'm with you, TJ. I, th I thought it was awesome how it came down to the end. But to say it was one of the best Duke North Carolina games of all time, that's ludicrous. Yeah, it totally. It's a rivalry. I guess what? Like, in their last 100 meetings, I think they're 50 and 50. 50, and 50. Like, it's a good rivalry. You know, it's a good rivalry. And teams that take college basketball very seriously have long, rich traditions and histories. Like, they're going, they should play close games, and they do. That was a close game. And if you want to take into consideration the moment, the circumstances, that's fine. But it wasn't the best played game. There's been much better played games where you've just had dudes completely and totally balling out that were unstoppable. Uh, Duke and UNC, they've provided a lot of really close and exciting finishes. This was another one in that regard, but it was sloppy and it was ugly. Uh, who do you like tonight, Justin? 
Oh my gosh. I am so conflicted. I, this whole tournament, I've gone with my gut and I've done really, really good. I truly don't know on tonight. And I'll tell you it for this reason North Carolina is playing in the national championship game. I admittedly still do not believe in North Carolina. And that's, that sounds extremely ignorant, I'm sure. I, I don't, every time I think of North Carolina, I think back to that beatdown that Kentucky put on them. Same, but it's the same thing with Kansas. Like, I don't, I believe in Kansas a little more. So I'm I'm apt to take Kansas money line, but there's no juice there. So I don't I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do tonight. So hopefully you can help me out. Well, some people get caught up in the juice. I mean, money if you're if you're if you're sur- if you're certain about something, if you're super certain about a bet, some money's better than no money for what it's worth. People get caught I'm up not- in juice. I- oh no, okay, I know. I'm not saying that you are. I'm just I, I was just making a, a grander point. Um, I know you're you're conflicted on. Well, it. I don't. I am. My thing is, I don't want to take the 190 juice if if Carolina's got a shot to win because I haven't believed in Carolina any game they've played in this tournament and they've won every single one of them. So that 190, while it seems safe and I think Kansas is going to win, that, that kind of scares me because it is the national championship. North Carolina's playing probably the best ball they've played all year. Mm, I, I I truly I'm I don't know. First off, I love seeing people get annoyed that the UK fans are pointing out that they blew out both these teams. Get over it. Arizona State would do that if they could say that they blew out both North Carolina and Kansas. And neither one of those games were at Rupp, and one was a true road game. So, yes, obviously, it's been a miserable march for Kentucky. They're going to bring up the fact that they beat the national championships by combined like 50 points or whatever it was. So, suck it. And secondly, if it bo- if you're letting us know it bothers you so much, we're we're just going to keep doing it, okay? So there, bada boom, bada bing. Secondly, North Carolina is going to win tonight, and they will be the worst national champion since 2014 UConn. Um, so it's really not even all that long ago, but they're going to win tonight. And the reason why Armando Bacot's awesome. He's always been awesome. He's yeah. really good. Yeah. He, he will be good. Brady Manick will score. He's he he's a big reason UNC started playing better. Uh, and then also let's not let's forget uh, people forget that Daw- Dawson Garcia was on this UNC team and then like went home for family matters. I'm not exactly sure the whole situation there, but they're missing. I don't know, not one of their better players, but they're missing like a sixth man, seventh, eighth man uh, on this team. But the reason that they're going on this run and the reason that they're going to win the championship tonight is Caleb Love. He has just like finally clicked and turned into the player that people thought he was going to be as a freshman. That never happened. And then he's just turned into this freak in this tournament run and that's just what March is, folks. Sometimes you have people like this that just can have a two 30-point nights. I know he didn't get to 30 on Saturday, but 28 will give him the benefit of the doubt. And then the UCLA game, he had 30 points. He is a he has turned it on. So while you knew you were going to get Ormando Bacat to be one of the best bigs in the country, Manic scoring, he's always been a good scorer, but he's turned it on and gotten hot at the right time. Love is Not the Saturday. reason. Um, love is the reason we're all here. Uh, Love is the reason why UNC is going to win the national championship. And then McCormick, he's not – McCormack, 
he's not going to have the game that he had on Saturday. Bacot's going to get in his head. Physicality is the way to go with – he's a big guy, but you just got to punch him, and that's what – and Bacot's pretty physical, and he's also a troll, and he talks a lot of crap. So he'll get in his head. So they'll have the advantage inside. If Obaji just goes off, then then maybe Kansas will be too much to beat. But I'm taking UNC. I definitely would take UNC in the points, but I, I would take UNC money line. I, I think they're winning the national championship tonight to get to number seven, unfortunately. I want Kansas to win just because four is better than seven, right? And Kansas is going to have an interesting offseason, regardless of what happens in tonight's championship game. They're going to have a very interesting offseason. I'm not worried about the wins thing. Even if they don't get a single win vacated, I'm not worried about the wins thing. Kentucky will catch up to them. Fear not. I would rather Kansas win just because then UNC is a title away from – and I'm not a Hubert Davis believer, for what it's worth. I'm not trying to be a a hater either. But, like, UNC, they should always be solid. Um, Let's not forget a month ago UNC fans wanted Davis gone and they wanted Wes Miller. So I'm still not a huge Hubert Davis believer. But seven is closer to eight than four. So I will reluctantly, I guess, be cheering for Kansas tonight. But I don't really care. I think UNC is going to win, though. Do you have an opinion on the 152 and a half? I'd take the over. Nothing? Over, okay. No, do you hear that? I said I'd take the over. Yep, I got you. I'm going to bet it. I think it'll be fast paced. North Carolina in the points and over. It's always scary. And again, like I was saying, in a football stadium, sometimes it can be sloppy. Sometimes teams can go cold. But it's going to be, both teams are going to be fine playing faster. And both teams like to score. So I think both are going to be okay. I think both are just going to be like, let's get this to the final 10 minutes. And then let's just see who can make more stops but i think it's going to be a track meet at least for the majority of the game but i'm curious your thoughts send them on in to the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 do you believe the people that think that k will come back that he's not going out that way no No, absolutely not he's done nothing would surprise me with that goober but i would uh i would this isn't if he came back this isn't a Tom Brady saying I'm playing till 45 situation. He didn't come out and say I'm playing or I'm coaching till I'm 80 or whatever. So no, he's done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A, uh, let's get back to the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. A texter says, I like Wheeler and think he had a really good year. But it's hard to separate that from rumors of locker room discontent, given how the season ended. That's my biggest issue with him going in the offseason. Totally agree. Uh, well, well texted, Texter. It's I, I also there's already, and, and I think we're probably partially responsible to some degree. There's already a, a somewhat revisionist history on the year Wheeler had. Did he have some struggles? He had some struggles. I think he turned it over more than I thought he would playing with as much talent as he did. But a lot of people crush Wheeler, again, I call it the Archie Goodwin treatment, for trying to create. And I don't think, while it can be fixed and it can be worked on and it can be, you can kind of groom it to some degree, I'm not going to punish them or use it against them because as we've talked, this dead horse has been beaten with a stick several times over, but you didn't, you didn't have people that could get inside late in the season for whatever reason that is. If Calipari's to blame, if somebody has good reason as to why, I'm I'm all ears. 
if it was just the players not being able to do it or something changing, I'm all ears. I that you know, I lean towards it being the players, but Ty Ty couldn't get inside consistently. Obviously, Grady and Mintz couldn't. At least Wheeler could. So while that St. Peter's game was not his best stuff, he was one of the few players besides Oscar that was doing and creating things for teammates or himself. It just didn't always have the the end all best results. But I stand by what I said last week or maybe the week before. I like Wheeler. I hope that some of that stuff's overblown with the locker rooms, maybe just sour grapes after the season. I, I, I hope that that's the case. I'd like him to be back, but I don't want him to be the lead guard the on a national championship team. Could he do it? Yeah, I, maybe. You know, again, look, like Kentucky beat UNC in Kansas by 1,000. He was the lead guard on teams that beat those teams by 1,000. Could you do it? Possibly. Doesn't mean that's what I want, though. You're UK. We can be spoiled. We can be demanding. I know a lot of fans are. So I think you, if he wants to come off the bench, that would be the most ideal thing in the world. The issue is, as the texture notes, is he going to be okay with that? Is he going to be a good sport about all that? And if the answer to that question is no, then you got to move on from him because you just can't risk it. You don't mess around with it. This isn't for charity. It's not for funsies, as Cal says. So coming off the bench, Wheeler, if he bought into that role, that would be a luxury that teams throughout the country just would not have. If he won't buy into that role, he's not going to be cool with it, he's going to cause some headaches, then it's a no-brainer. He's got to go. Texter says, every team will have more roster turnover than they did three years ago. If any coach is prepared for that, it's Calipari. Justin, what do you think of that? I I would agree. Yeah, I mean, we saw him attack the portal last year. Of course, there's a good class coming in. I, I Yeah, I agree. Yeah, in the, the nightmare 2020-2021 season, you didn't have free transfers open, but that's when they were just super lax with the waivers. And, of course, you know, the one UK one of the UK players that they brought in, it was a super complicated waiver situation uh, with Olivier Saar, who, by the way, Olivier Saar, shout out to him, uh, dominated last night in the NBA. Cal should have let him really? shoot more threes. Cal should have let him shoot more threes big time. That was that was a mistake. And towards the end of the year, I shouldn't say towards the end of the year, he let him shoot deep, you know, 18, 19 footers throughout the season. You know, he missed that one against Louisville that could have won the game. But he let him shoot deep shots, but it wasn't really from behind the three-point line, it seemed like, until late January or February. And that's when Kentucky went on a little run to make some noise. It wasn't anything serious, as we all know. But should have let that dude shoot more threes. I hope that can be a learning lesson from Cal. And I know some folks would say, oh, he's got a million of those. Look at Carl Anthony Towns. That Carl Anthony, you weren't going to have him float as as much. Um Maybe you should have done it a little bit more, could have done it a little bit more, but you weren't going to do it consistently. You had too much talent on that team to 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 do that. But on that team that was struggling in 2021, probably should have let Sar shoot some more threes. He's he's lighting it up offensively in the NBA. Was misused as Calipari can sometimes do with bigs, try to turn them into to to physical post presence when really they should let him float a little bit more. But congrats to him on a big game and, and proving a lot of folks wrong. He seemed like a great player. 
was unfortunately on such a nightmare team and a nightmare season, but seemed like a good sport, seemed likable, wasn't the toughest dude in the world in terms of on the court, but seemed like a really nice fella off the court. So rooting for him, Olivier. Where's Saul. he at? A Texas. He's with Oklahoma City. Gotcha. Pretty sure about that. A texter says on the Thornton sex. Oh, and by the way, back to that other point. Yes, but my my the the point I was making before getting into the Olivier Sar is that in the two years where transfers have been wildly available, Cal hasn't had really a ton of March success. Uh, or in one of the years was not a lot of season success. But it's only been one year since it's been just basic free agency. And Justin's right. Cal brought in. He, he won the transfer market. Maybe, you know, Texas maybe technically first. Uh, some people could say Kentucky was first. But he brought in a great group of transfers to mix with a good recruiting class. Led UK to a year where they finished in the top ten. It was awesome. Unfortunately, March happened. And you were upset. If you wanted to make any sort of case, I don't think it was that he did the transfer portal wrong. If anything, you were just kind of maybe missing a superstar. Uh, maybe it was Shay- maybe it was Shaden Sharp on the bench, but that if there was one kind of criticism, uh, it was maybe that. So, Texter, you're right. If this this is going to be a thing, I, I, I was going to say if this is becoming a thing, you know, it's a thing. It became a thing before it was even a thing, and that's why it, it is what it is right now. But it's it's a thing, and you're right when it comes to roster turnover. It's not easy for everybody. Calipari has a long, he's been doing it for well over a decade now in terms of trying to replace guys year to year. He's got to have a little bit of a built-in advantage there. A texter says, if Sharp is projected 10 to 13, like Jack said, there is an argument to come back, much more so than if he's projected six or eight. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but just kidding. I'm going to get my hopes up. Yeah, I'm unfortunately seeing a lot of UK If he's 10 to 13, he's still gone, and rightfully so. He's gone. And Texter, no, I know gone. that you could, yeah. You, yeah, Texter, you could make a case that, like, well, 10 to 13 versus 1 through 5 or 6 through 8 even, if you look at the money there and over the course of a few years, you're right by that. You can play the money game where you can it can be beneficial to come back and really improve your stock and become a 1 or 2 or number 3 pick or something along those lines. But – you just don't roll those dice, though. You don't play that game. You don't risk that because the money at 10 to 13 is already so good and guaranteed that you just – That's a lottery, Most yeah. folks aren't going to roll – Yeah, most folks aren't going to roll the dice there. So while it is financially a huge difference, and people say, no, his his trainer said, his his goal is to be the number one pick. That's what he wants to do. He'll, he'll come back to do that. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. No offense. I'll believe it when I see it. And if I'm wrong – and he comes back, I will say that I was wrong. I'll eat crow, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now what I'll tell you then if that does happen. That was wildly unusual, incredibly rare. Maybe the first time it's ever happened where players just turned down lottery money to come back and play college basketball because they wanted to play college basketball. Does not happen often. So I hope it does. I just I would not get your hopes up for it. I'm still expecting Sharp to go pro. Uh, Mintz did an interview with 680, and I think people are making too big of a deal about it. He, like, laughed when asked if he was coming back, but the interview was so – what's the word I'm looking for? Mumble-jumbled up at that point. Like, everybody was laughing, and people were talking in the background that you don't actually get, like, an authentic reaction. 
but he did laugh at like the idea of Sharp coming back. And at the end of the day, maybe that's something you should read into. Like he thinks it's hilarious that people would even think that he would consider coming back. But spoke highly of him. Mintz, Davion Mintz spoke highly of, of Sharp. And now Davion Mintz is uh, saying that Oscar needs to have his jersey retired and, and, and the rafters <laughs> are up. Which I was telling the wife that like at UofL is building that Lamar Jackson statue. And Roush and I joke about building statues of future coaches and stuff like that. I do think if you have a national player of the year in any sport, if I was an athletic director, you're getting a bust of your head in some sort of like, I don't know, in some gym or some, you know, athletic facility or something like that. And if you're, if you are the best player in your sport and you're representing the university of Kentucky or you're representing whatever college you go to, what more could you possibly do for this agreement between you and university? Like, Hey, I'm coming here. I'm working hard. I'm going to do my best. Oh, and your best just so happened to be quite literally the best player in your sport. You got to get, a, you got to have a statue or you got to have a bust or something. Um, in this case for Oscar, that yes, absolutely should be up in the rafters at Rupp. Same with Anthony Davis. And if Oscar comes back, yeah, I feel like I said this about Emmanuel quickly a couple of years ago, but like favorite player, UK all time. He Everybody's going to have him at the top or near the top of their list. That's so much on the line with Oscar's decision to stay or go. Um, I'm getting my hopes if up this, with that much more than my hopes up with Sharp. If this was Illinois, Oscar's jersey would have been retired probably the day after the season ended. Yeah, it'd be up there right now. You're right. Uh, boom roasted Illinois. Another texture says, TJ, your master's take is lame. Sounds like you just don't really enjoy watching golf and or don't, don't enjoy or don't follow golf that much. Also, you both need to download the freaking master's app. There will be several featured groups and featured holes showing coverage starting th Thursday morning. There's more coverage now than there's ever been. Just showing reasons you're not into golf that much. This text triggered Why me you hate more golf? than it should have. Why do you hate golf, DJ? Me saying I want more coverage is not me not wanting to watch golf. It's quite literally the opposite. I want more of it. That's what I, my master's take is not that I don't follow golf or like it that much. I'm saying I want more masters. Secondly, who has their, who who keeps the masters app in their phone for more than one week of the year? Why, why do you have the Masters app in your phone in, in September? What? Well, you know, during the pandemic, what, didn't we have a Masters in September? But in normal times, like, what are you doing with your Masters? Of course I don't have the Masters app on my phone throughout the year. I'm going to download it this week like I do every year. And then once the Masters is over, that bad boy's getting deleted. And, yes, I know. But, like, you're you're – talking about how great the Masters is. And I love it. I do. It's it's fun. I it's not my favorite golf tournament, but I do love the Masters. And you're talking about how you can you can watch a couple holes. You can watch a group or two. That's wrong. <laughs> that shouldn't be want. the case. You should watch every group that's out there. You should have every hole available and it should be for the entire round. The Masters is once a year. You get 4 days of golf at Augusta, meaningful competitive golf at Augusta. Let me see every shot if I want to. It's wild. A texture says, will Bo Allen play in the NFL? There's already a Bo Allen in the NFL. So trick question. There is? Yes. Uh, I think he was with the Bills. Hmm. Let's see. Oh, he's with the Patriots. Think 
He's worth Josh 18. Allen. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, Josh Allen, he plays for the Jaguars. And the Bills. Uh, it seems like this other Bo Allen maybe is not currently in the NFL. <laughs> and this one we're talking about is not going to get to the NFL. Wow. That's rude. Yeah, this it. other Bo Allen, this other Bo Allen's last year is 2018. So apologies, I was wrong. Um, yeah, you know, it, it would seem like a long shot right now for Bo Allen to be in the NFL since we haven't really seen him throw a meaningful pass besides in garbage time. So my answer would be no, but allow me to reserve the right to see him play football. Fair enough. Fair. Yeah. Hey, okay. we got a break. Uh, oh, wow. Time flying when you're having fun. All right, we'll take our last break. Right. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Thanks, JK47. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. All right, one final segment. I, I probably just would have, it would have been like 9 o'clock, Justin, if you hadn't said something. Uh, we, we needed... We needed to do that. We needed to get our break in. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Replay of the show with TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. Nick Roush out. Goes from 9 to 11 on Big X. You can listen on the FM or the AM that I had just mentioned. I listen to the Big X all day. A lot of great local programming. Hoosier Report, Beers with Spears. And then, of course, the Mike Rutherford show. And uh, I think you got other programming on throughout the day, which is nice as well. I listen on the TuneIn Radio app. If you use that, you can go to the BigExportsRadio.com website. That's where you can get your golf card, by the way, and do that. A lot of folks listen on the podcast, and we're thankful for people that do. If you can't listen to the show or you're going to be out of town, suggest downloading, subscribing, leaving us a five-star review on the podcast, leaving us a funny. We haven't read some of those comments in a while. Maybe we'll go back and do that. If anybody wants to leave us a a new one, that would be swell. (laughs) But the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. You hear us talk about it. If you haven't tried it, I suggest getting the gummies that have the little bit of the, you know, like the .0005 of the THC in them or whatever it is. I was not a believer until I tried them. They help. And no, it's yeah. nothing like overpowering. It's not like you you feel jittery or your body feel you know feels anything really at all. It just somehow feels like the chemicals in your body or your brain just ever slightly reprogrammed to where they're supposed to be. So if you're just hurting a little bit, you take one of those things. No, if you have like kind of a gim- if your knee like Justin's knees bother him. Is it going to make your knee feel 120%? No, because it's not. that's not what it's meant to do. But it'll make it feel better, where it's not agonizing, aching pain. Uh, you'll just feel a little bit more relaxed in that area. If you're tired and you just want a good night's sleep, you haven't slept well in a while, take one of those before you go to bed. 
and it just seems like you'll sleep a little bit sounder, a little bit better. Instead of waking up a few times, maybe it's just once. I, this is just my honest review and endorsement of this product, and uh, I love it. I really, it, it's uh, it's been a big help for me, and I think you will enjoy it as well. And Justin, you can use promo code Big X at Cornbread Hemp and save thirty percent. What a deal! I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Nope. You can go buy it somewhere well, I mean, else I guess full price, or 30, you can go there for 30, 30% off. 35% or 40%, I guess, could theoretically be better. But 30% is pretty darn good. Really good. Better than some places get. And it's better than other, you know, they'll, they're they're always doing 10% off. Or if you spend over this amount of money, 15% off. Don't worry about those. Just go ahead and take the 30% off with the Big X promo code. We love, we love cornbread hemp. You will as well. All right, let's keep on this text line, 502-414-1450. A, I've got one of my good friends is getting married. This I got a wedding this weekend coming up, Justin. Oh, I got two weddings in April. I'm pretty much every weekend in April I'm booked up. But uh, the, the buddy who's wedding, the warehouse that has all of our linens for our wedding tables caught fire last night. Hot start to the oh, week. Oh. Wow. Now, I, I all I saw like the tail end of that. I just saw something caught fire last night, wedding week. So I, I put two and two together. If anything was going to catch fire, linens is okay. I think you have yeah. six days, yeah. five days to find linens. You should be okay that should with be that. Easy. But still, yeah, that's still just like an unneeded headache. That Justin, when your big day comes, when you settle down, buddy. If I settle down, the wedding. The wedding is, you got to learn to appreciate the frustrating moments because there are plenty of them. I'll take that advice. Like if you don't have fun with it or find a way to have fun with it, I think it'll drive you crazy. Oh, um, that's no you problem just for me, like, And I, and my wife was not a bridezilla, and I would say if she was, but she she was she was pretty laid back for the most part. But even like the most sane people, you're just having to make decisions on so many different things that it's just impossible that hu- two different humans or multiple humans wouldn't disagree on something because you're literally deciding on every little thing. So you have choices, and I was always just like, don't care, don't care, don't care. Didn't think I'd care about anything. But then you hear one thing and you're like, oh, well, actually, you know, I haven't really cared about anything, but this is the thing maybe I'm interested in. But sure enough, it's like also the thing that your partner was interested in and they wanted it the other way. So it's like, oh, man, we were we had come to the agreement that we weren't going to argue or fight about any of this stuff. But it just there's so many little nuances with it that you just have to learn to to enjoy it. An example, you know, to go through that and not give an example example for ours. The only thing that like. I didn't get work. I I did I did not get worked up about it. Although I did want it to happen. Although it didn't. I didn't get my way. I knew I wasn't going to get my way, but that's okay. Um, was and to to be fair, it was like a big change, pretty quick to the wedding. But I didn't know that this was what we had set up. The where we got married, there was a nice, pretty field, Justin, and then there mm-hmm. was also like a nice, old-looking building that was nice. And mm-hmm. we were getting married with where like the pictures, the background was just going to be the field. And I was like, well, why don't we just flip this around? Like literally just 180, and then we're still in the field, but the background's going to be the pretty building. 
And you would have thought that I had called the wedding off. They were like, what? You want to do what? And I was like, what if we just flipped it? And then it's, you know, like in the background, it'll be like the pretty building instead of just nothing. And they were like, no, that the, the logistics of this, this will be impossible. I was like, well, what if we just take all the chairs and then we just turn them? And they were like, whoa, no, this you can't turn chairs. And I was like, what if we take the wedding little altar thing that we have, which is very light, and what if we take, it's mostly just flowers, what if we just take this and then we just move it 10 yards that way? And they were like, ah, no, there's no way. It was, uh, I got I got shut down quick. Got shut down quicker than it John Taffer like on Bar Rescue. Of- <laughs> it sounds like a case of pre-marriage compromise. Why couldn't you take pictures doing both exactly? Well, we I mean we took pictures every which way. It was just like where the where the guests would be looking at the ceremony. Would like you know, would they be oh, facing okay. a I'm building or would, or would their backs be to a building? It was, I mean it wasn't again, it wasn't a huge deal. Even talking about it now, it wasn't a huge deal. But like I was just like, oh well, this building's much prettier than that. Why wouldn't we do that? And they were just, they were like, nope, not happening. And I said, okie dokie, that sounds good. Let's go ahead and get married. I, and then we went on. I probably would have opted for the field as well. It, it was, it was fine. I mean, the field was nice. We were just lucky that a week before our wedding, or no, two weeks before, we were gonna do April seventh, and it was, it snowed like four inches that day. And then two weeks later, it was like 76 and perfect. So we got super lucky on the weather. Uh, was a was a great time. A texter said, and then we went to Hawaii. That was a lot of fun, too. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, it's funny how UofL fans rip Cal and praise Jeff Waltz. If you take their two respective sports and look at them equally, Cal is leaps and bounds better, but they say Waltz is the best coach in the business. It's crazy how their idiot minds work. But he, Jeff Waltz can't win the big one. And at some point, nope. U of L fans just have to admit it. It's a fun running joke, but you know you just can't win the big one. So, shucks, didn't win the big one. Can't even. Yeah, can't that even didn't text her. That is funny. And honestly, I think that like they're they haven't they haven't been as critical with Cal. And honestly, I think that's in the back of their mind to some degree. They laugh at Cal and they enjoy him not doing well, but they don't. You don't hear the can't coach stuff as much anymore. That stuff kind of died down a couple years back. Um, now you just yeah. hear it from Kentucky fans more than anything. Uh, Texter says, are they ever going to peel back them damn stickers on the UK Twitter accounts or they just forget about them? That horrible marketing. Whoever did that, swing and a miss. I'm not going to say you should be fired or anything like that. You tried something. Are, are they still Are they still there? Are like the, they still doing the stupid stickers? Because people just have forgotten. They still are. They, quit. Quote the stickers, whatever that means. Just stop it. We're going to get like They're going to do something. We're going to, they're going to get new basketball jerseys. At least that's from Robert. Nick, I need a football expert to answer some questions for me. When will Luckett be on again? Boom. Roasted shame <laughs> that Roush isn't here to hear that. though. We he says, I'm it. joking. Nick, calm down. He says, explain to me why players like Terry Wilson come back to UK for pro day instead of participating in their current schools. What about DeAnthony Thomas, who was in the league, but now is doing Oregon's pro day again? They have his tape. Why does he need to go through the process again? I'll answer on Nick's behalf. 
it, Terry Wilson will get much a ton more exposure by being at UK's pro day than he would if he was at New Mexico's. Not even, sure. not even close. And Kentucky's just nice. They're just schools are just nice. Hey, you, you were a good athlete for us. You're a good kid in the locker room. We're happy to help you out. But it, it's it's no you know it doesn't hurt UK to let Terry Wilson come in and throw some balls for NFL teams. So that's why they do it. Uh, DeAnthony Thomas, I didn't know that happened, but yeah, it's just teams trying to help out their former players because it's good for the schools too. If if they are can represent your college at the next level, doesn't hurt doesn't hurt the school at all to try it or to to let it happen to be nice in that to be accommodating. That weird ass Duke song is now in their intro. That can't this can't be real. Yeah, they've totally embraced it. They've embraced it for a while. They're they're dorks. <laughs> Huge dorks, but they're dorks that are going to be just like all but two teams in the country. Everybody's sitting on their bums watching the national championship tonight, the spot that we all want our teams to be in. Just UNC and Kansas fans get to enjoy it. Two teams, Kentucky, just absolutely demolished because I'm convinced we're living in some sort of, like, parody. We're Something's up. Something's up. A texter says, three head coaches was fun while it lasted. Yeah, Justin, I want to give you more time to talk about that, but we've got all week, quite literally. But you're down to one well, head coach, buddy. Fife, here's fired. my thing. Admata, I, I was hired. I was a little disappointed about it, but at the end of the day, I think it's too many Chiefs, not enough Indians situation. So I think Indiana will be Ooh, on the can't, other can't say the, better can't, side. Can't use, that ana- can't use that analogy anymore. So That's true. You're canceled, Probably buddy. Somebody. Sorry. See you later. You're out of here. Uh, I think it's too many cooks in the kitchen. There you go. Is the appropriate uh, is the appropriate phrase. Yeah, okay. I like that spin zone. Good for you. I'd roll with that. Uh, interesting hire. I don't think Thad Mata is going to work at Butler. You know, I'm, I'll take him at his word on his health and everything's good there. That's fine. Big East is still tough, though. It's You got to get players and you got to be a good coach. I think he's a good coach. Will he be able to get good players. Will he put in the work? Will he have a staff that'll go get good players? Butler, uh, Big East is fun. I, I, I wish Kentucky would go join the Big East. <laughs> it's tough. Tough league. Tough league, but we'll see. Any thoughts on Thad Mata? No? Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know that he'll do all that great either, but... So basically, when you're the head coach of Butler, you get all the leftover players that Indiana and Purdue doesn't want. So if he can make that work, then he can make it work. But I, I just don't see it happening, though. But he is a good coach. I'll agree with you on that. Texter says, rewatching Game of Thrones to get ready for House of Dragon, but just finished watching the Long Night episode. Crazy how much better the last season could have been if it was 10 complete episodes. Are you all going to do another podcast for House of the Dragon or just weigh, on it, weigh in on it on air? Uh, you'd have talked to Roush about that. I'm down to do another podcast, but not sure if that will happen or not. He's he's seems like Roush does a million different podcasts, so that may get lost. Uh, and he may also just want to see if it's any good before we do that. Uh, I'm worried about House of Dragon, if I'm just going to be completely honest with you. By the way, yes, you're right. You make that 10 episodes. That was the issue. Was the last season as bad as everybody makes it out to be? No. Was it as good as the other seasons? Also no. Am I answering easy questions to make myself sound smart? Absolutely. I just house I, I would much they'd be much wiser to do a show after the books so they could do whatever they want. They're going to be handcuffed more than they think if they're going to try to follow the actual story of Game of Thrones cuz all this history has already been like has been written and talked about. 
So technically, they're actually needing to follow a pretty strict script. Now, they can get really creative with individual stories. But like the overarching end, I already know how it should play out. Um, I'm, curi- I'm curious how they're going to make that interesting. Because with Game of Thrones, we knew it was going to happen for the first few seasons. And that was actually when it was at its best. There were some changes here and there. It really got bad when they ran out of books. So, I don't know. I guess you can make a case, hey, they're going to follow the books and they'll be good this time. They won't have to go off script. I don't know. It'll be interesting. A texter says, Nick, can you talk about how Terry Wilson did a pro day and if he received any positive feedback from any teams? Thanks. Uh, I will. Maybe I'll tweet that at Roush and he can – we'll try to remember that. I have no idea how he did a pro day, personally. IU started with three head coaches. One ran away. Another got hired by Butler. Things looking rough for Scooters Hoosiers. He's happy about it, though. Now he can yeah. let Mike Woodson cook. Oh yeah, UNC would have missed the tournament. UNC would have missed the tournament in twenty. They lost in the round of sixty-four last year, and now look at them. Yeah, and now you know it's just so funny how March changes narratives. Like Hubert Davis was going to get fired. This was a really rough stretch for UNC for the same reasons that Texter just mentioned, and now they've been to three Final Fours in six years. You know, like it's funny how they've been in three national championship games in six years. So it went from like, this is a rough stretch for UNC basketball. We weren't going to make the tournament in 20. We didn't have a run in 2021. And here we are, just some crappy eight seed this year. We're lucky to even be an eight seed. And, oh, never mind, three championships in six years. It's just, it's a weird sport, folks. It really is. Does Oscar's jersey get retired now? It should. And hopefully he gets me paid on Tuesday. Notice how Jay Wright switched to a zone just like Cade did in the Sweet 16 and the momentum co- completely switched. Both teams went on a run. Not sure if you all knew this or not, but Calipari hasn't ran a zone once in his tenure at UK. That's not true. But it's all good. We need to make sure our players understand a man defense since it's all they run in the NBA. More important for NBA development because that's all John cares about the end. at the end of the day. NBA development improving to the scouts they can play defense. This is such I, – I, this text just stinks of somebody's just kind of trolling. Um, Cal plays zone not frequently, I, and I don't want a coach to play zone overly frequently. I wish he did it a little bit more. Um, but, yes, he plays zone. And I, I do wish he'd take more chances with just kind of throwing things out there late. But what uh, – Jay Wright lost, though. So, ooh, the zone didn't work. The zone didn't work. Seen some rumor tweets about Lakers wanting Cal. Is that true? Uh, there's some like hype magazine or some magazine, some uh, some place, some magazine I'd never heard of before, something like that. I, I, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think Cal's going to the Lakers. But no. if Cal feels, you know, what if Cal's just like all these people, he hears all the, the chatter and he's just annoyed with it. And he's just like, all right, I'll just go to the NBA and move on anyways. It's a good time to do that. Um, I don't think it'd be the Lakers, though. And I don't think an NBA team, honestly, would want Cal right now. He's older. There's obviously, while recruiting, not doing recruiting great for an NBA coach, it's still a lot of travel. You know, it's still pretty demanding. So I don't think you're, I don't think he's going to the NBA, folks. 
John here. Good morning to all. Congrats, Oscar. You're not done yet, and I believe he's coming back. I had a great weekend, nice weather, had a family cookout, and seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania was stupendous. What's an, what's an exciting thing you guys did over the weekend? We'll got to go talk to you later. I, in detail, talked about golf, John, so I'll stick with that, but I'm glad to hear you had a good weekend. Hope you're right about Oscar. And Justin got out on the course on Saturday, so I, did. Uh, I think we already covered that. Uh, I went to a party on, on Saturday Cold. night. I didn't start I went to a party on Saturday night that didn't start till nine o'clock. So that was like the first time I'd what? done that in a long time. That was fun. Yeah, no, I didn't get home till like midnight. It was crazy. I I that went little, on Friday. I went to, Friday, I went to play poker, was told that it was starting at eight. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm in. Didn't start playing till nine. Come 10 o'clock, I was done. I'm like, yo, I'm, it's my bedtime. I got to get out of here. I can't was do that anymore. I'm, a, I'm an old man. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Ralph oh, yeah, it was start on time. It was a good time, but like I didn't feel amazing Sunday morning. And uh, luckily, cornbread hemp and getting some fresh air on the golf course. It, you know, I was like, okay, I did that. I'm, I'm set on my. I've got a. I've got weddings, as I was saying this week. But uh, I was, I was like, I'm set on being out late for the next year. Although that won't be the case because these weddings, as I mentioned. But uh, yeah, it was a wild weekend, John. If those kids are anything like you, then they won't be able to golf a lick. That's a great text and totally true. So the bar's – that's actually a good thing. The bar's pretty low to be able to play with pop-pop. Just need to shoot a 106. The texter says, TJ, stop being stupid. Think about how hard NASCAR is. You're trying – try you try being in a bumper-to-bumper traffic at 190 miles per hour for three to four hours. I give you candy-ass 20 minutes on 75 before you start crying. <laughs> love the term candy ass <laughs> i was saying that nascar you but i was saying you just make a lot of little decisions it's not as like but yeah there's a there's a long game to that as well but in the moment you're still doing a million little decisions every every second you're making you're doing something john here again the mlb season will kick off april 7th hey tj your red sox versus my yankees at noon 05 is the game that starts it all off i'm so glad baseball We'll be back. Let's go. Okay, so did they not change the schedules? Is it just going to like pick up where the schedule is at that time or something? Um, I think they're squeezing in 162, if I do recall. Oh, gotcha. Well, well, maybe that – okay, well, whatever. Are you looking forward to it, John? TJ, with Roush out, what do you want to say? Oh, good, I've been <laughs> waiting for this. Oh, but we're running out of time, so we'll have to do it another time, unfortunately. Uh, texter says – I have the Nance promo ready now. Team fake classes for two and a half decades versus loss of institutional control. You two will enter, only one can win. And that's well, that's a whole funny aspect of it too. Is yeah. And that should be talked about. Like it, that should be brought up on the broadcast, but it almost certainly will not. And then Kansas is gonna have an interesting offseason. Um I, I don't know how they wouldn't have games vacated. That being said, nothing surprises me with the NCAA. And even if they don't, I'm really not worried about it. But you're gonna you could have a national champion lose like 45 games this offseason. And their their title should be fine, you know, all that should be fine. But you could also have a coach that gets shown like a nasty show cause. And there's rumors that he may not be able to like the penalty may be him not being able to coach in tournament games. It's going to be a really interesting offseason for Kansas, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all shakes out. 
And we have to root for KU tonight, which is gross. Well, you don't have to. I mean, regardless, one team's going to win, and it's not going to be great for UK. But from a title hunt perspective, yeah, you're probably probably best to go with Kansas. Missed one above that. Where's it Rick obvious, but Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Rick means Nick. Yeah. So we skipped one. Oh. It says sounds obvious, but Selps KU career is probably the best example that if you're consistently a top two seed, yes, you'll get upset every now and then, but you'll also make multiple final fours and have a shot at titles. If we're a top two seed next year, we have as good a shot as anyone. Yeah, and Kansas a one seed, obviously. UNC an eight seed, uh, looking to split the tie on eight seeds. I think there's only been two in championships. Villanova won, Kentucky lost. So I think UNC is number three, but I could there could be another one in there too that I'm forgetting about. Um, anyways, I was just reading your text about having to move the pace up. I don't know if that was actually a text into the show or that was just from you. Um, <laughs> just me. Yeah, it, it's... Kansas is a one seed this year, so that could play into the one seed people. But like, what are we doing? Like being a top two seed, we don't, we don't, we know that's good. We really know being like a top three seed's good. Like you can be a three seed and be fine too. I, I do think there's a huge drop off between three and four, and I do think you know you can make a case that a two and a three there's a little bit of a, a drop. But if you're ranked in the top ten heading into the tournament, you should feel pretty solid about your chances of making a run. If you're top five, you should feel like the expectations to make a final four. This stuff isn't totally rocket science. So if you're coming in as a two seed, you should have expectations to make a final four. If you're coming in as a three seed, you should have expectations to make a run. If you're a one seed, same thing. So you just got to win. You just got to win. You got to win those close games in the tournament. You don't always do it, and they stink when you lose, but you got to find a way to do it. All right, everybody have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, We may have some special guests on throughout the week, so stay tuned for that. We appreciate you all listening. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen here on the Big X. Oh. Oh.